Hey, hello, and welcome, everybody, to the PlayStation Report. Joining me this week, I'm Frank, uh, joining me is Tyler, uh, Tyler, what's up, my dude? Not too much, how about you? Oh, Tyler, I have some exciting news to share. Yeah? I may, I, and you know what, I'm not gonna believe it until it's here, I may have secured a PlayStation 5. Ooh, that's exciting. Where'd you Going get it from? Through uh, I see. I've always seen Mr. Wario sixty four linking to a website called Ant Online. Mm. Now I've never ordered anything through Ant Online ever in my life. But you know what? This 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 was uh, this was one of those few occasions where I just go out on a limb and and trust that Wario is not linking me to some scamming site. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it it. it I mean, it came in a bundle of stuff. Like, there's a, there's like a 12 month PS PSN Plus, uh, whatever. Or P, yeah, mm-hmm. a PS Plus PlayStation Plus uh, card came with an extra controller. It's coming with the media remote and uh, and the headphones. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it, I might very soon be able to. Uh, to play some PlayStation 5 games, and uh, I'm very excited about that. I've also seen a lot of um, Xbox Series Xs, so I have to ask Tyler, have you managed to secure one of those? Not a Series X, but I have a Series S coming. Ooh, okay, Um, all right. So every time I saw the Series X come up, they they sold out very quickly when I was looking. And then um, the Series S was available on Amazon for a while, it seemed like. Um, mm-hmm. I know the Series X is the hot item, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just say fuck it and and grab one of these guys for now. And, you know, probably upgrade to a Series X at some point. Maybe they'll redesign it, drop it in price, have a bundle or something like that. So, um, so yeah, I have a Series S coming, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Um because it goes up, you know, it can do up to 1440p, but it still has the, the quick resume, um, the fast hard drive, and all that stuff. So that's kind of the key thing. So that's supposed to come on Tuesday. Ooh. So I'm just... I, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say, but that's the same day my my uh, my PlayStation's supposed Ooh, to come. How exciting! <laughs> we both both might have new consoles this coming week. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it's worth it for you just to get in on get get the maximum out of your Game Pass subscription. Yeah, that that's kind of the reason why I said fuck it and just pulled the trigger on a Series S um, was to uh, just play stuff on Game Pass um, and and stuff like that. And so I am I'm, I'm I'm happy about that. It was supposed to be here this weekend, but Amazon took forever to ship it. So first world mm. problems, but. You know yeah. what? Just just because you said that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check the tracking number on my shipment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know one of the things about ordering these things online, you're like you get it in your cart and you check out, and you're just hoping that they didn't make a mistake and oversell their stock and oh, yeah. cancel your shit. So. I know. And for me too, and like I fixed this, but um, my bank, um, I'm I'm with like a local. Uh, federal uh, credit union um, 
and they constantly um, block my cards if a mm. large purchase is made. And I, and then they call my parents' house because that's when I <laughs> set all this stuff up when I was still living at home years and years and years and years ago. And even though I have done everything on the website to um, change my number, I've literally talked to human beings and told them to change my number, they still always call my parents' house. So, uh, like, when I was buying my PlayStation 5 last November, um, or September or something, whatever the fuck it was, um, my both my credit card and my debit card got blocked because they thought it was stolen through Wal- and was being used on Walmart where I got my PS5 or Target. Um, so, yeah, it's it's really frustrating, and I gotta get a grasp on that. So when I uh, purchased my Series S on Amazon, it went through, but then. I purchased it, I don't know, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it said it was supposed to be here Saturday, and Friday rolled around, and it still hadn't shipped yet, and I'm like, fuck, like, is my bank going to fuck me again, and, um, because Amazon doesn't really charge you until they ship, basically, Mm -hmm. and so I thought I was going to get fucked again, but luckily I didn't, so, yeah. Well, that's very exciting, Um, I I hope it uh, works out for you, and you have a PS5. We can talk about yeah. next week. Yeah, and I think you can probably guess what the first game I'm going to play is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm also very excited. I, I think I think Ratchet and Clank will be my first, and then maybe maybe Demon Souls will be my, my second. Mm, yeah. I'm curious if you, uh, if you ever pick it up, how you feel about Returnal. I feel like that game might be mm. your jam. Mm, yes. I almost forgot about Returnal. <laughs> yeah. And then um, eventually you got to play Miles Morales because that game's titties. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'd, I'd like to do that sometime. Um, but yeah, that's that that's the exciting news I have to share in my <laughs> life right now. Um, not as exciting as the racing I watched this morning. Um, the Formula One race. Uh yeah, it was it was a case where there were only four cars on the lead lap at the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a short track. So, I mean, I guess if it's going to happen at any track, it'll be either here or Monza. Yes. Um, but it it shows how far ahead Red Bull and Mercedes are compared to everybody else. You know, that they were the only team still left on the lead lap. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. just, it's, it was, yeah, it was pretty insane. And yeah, it wasn't the most eventful of races. Um, I think Red Bull's really showing their muscle, though, you know, because Mercedes just had nothing for them. Or at Absolutely. least for Verstappen all weekend. But Perez was ch- chasing uh, Valtteri down at the end, too. And so, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty interesting. Um, and I guess, too, we didn't, we, uh, recorded before france oh yeah last weekend so yeah yeah, that that race was exciting and shockingly exciting just because that track is usually a a snooze fest yeah out of nowhere france turned up to show us a good race yeah yeah 
Now, now we can let it go out on a high note and uh, just find a different track in France. Yeah. <laughs> Fran France is a big country. I'm sure they have another racetrack yeah. somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, that these cars could provide that could provide a more exciting race than than they usually do. But yeah, this year was an exception. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, it was it was a great race, and I think a huge test too just in, in with red like for red bull because that's a mercedes dominated track and they and for Stappen kind of pulled that one off and uh yeah so i think like another big test is going to be like silverstone where hamilton wins all the time i know for Stappen won the second race there or first one i can't remember last year but um but that's going to be a huge test hungary is another one where lewis hamilton wins all the time so uh, it's 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 exciting to have like actual real competition at the top, even if even if some of the races might be uh, a snoozer where there really wasn't a, a fight for the the lead in this race at Austria. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hopefully next week's uh, Austria race is a little more exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they have a whole week to prepare, and like they know what what this track is going to throw at them. So, uh, right. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how things change week to week. Yes. Uh, gutted Definitely. for uh, George Russell this week, though. Oh, um, yeah, me too, dude. Had a great qualifying. Uh, did, did nothing wrong in the race, but just came up with some mechanical issues. Yeah. Uh, eventually had to retire. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the other thing I want to pool from this race is uh how the hell has charles leclerc not got got a penalty for anything he did in that race i don't know because, because there yeah. were multiple instances where i was like man <laughs> like wow you're you know you're not racing the cleanest yeah like he uh, lap one he slashes pierre gasly's tire pretty much ending his race yep uh and then later later on um he just he collides with other like racers as he's trying to pass them. Like I think he had a collision with Kimi Raikkonen and Fernando yep. Alonso. Yep. Of trying to get by them, um, and like I, I have other people that I watch this with online in a Discord that like we we just chat during the race, and some other people watch via their F1 subscription uh, on the pit lane camera, and apparently Charles Leclerc had like four track limits warnings and did not get a penalty and you're supposed to get a black and white flag after three and a penalty right. on the fourth right and he didn't he didn't get a penalty for that yeah so i i'm not sure what's happening there uh but uh he, he's very lucky to escape without any action right yeah i, I do agree with that because uh, yeah i don't know if he was just like pushing too hard or i mean the first one with gasly could be maybe put down as just more of a racing incident, but still mm. that was his fault. And yeah. then Gasly ended up getting into like two other cars just trying to keep his car going straight. And yeah. so I, I can understand that one, but the one where he like cut off Kimi Raikkonen and like kinda clipped his front wing and stuff, I'm like, what? I was like, how is he not being uh investigated at least for that? Yeah. It was yeah, it was kind of insane. I I will say I watched another race this weekend, um, 
the uh, the W Series race was supporting the F1 Series at the at the uh, Red Bull Ring, and the W Series race was really good. Mm. Uh, you, you can actually watch that for free on Facebook on their Facebook page. Okay. Um, and yeah, the the cars are slower, but that also means that. Uh, they aren't absolutely destroyed by aerodynamics when they try to race close to each other. So it provides a lot, uh, a lot more exciting racing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was a good watch. Yeah, that's um, cool. I'll check that out. Yeah. I watched the the end of the uh, NASCAR race at Pocono, the first one. Yeah, and <laughs> I felt so bad for him. Like Kyle Larson's been dominating NASCAR, and he's won like four races in a row three if you don't count their all-star race mm-hmm. literally took the lead with four or five laps left was going into the very last corner and his tire cut down mm. and there's only been eight other drivers in the entire history of nascar that have won four four points races in a row and he was like that close to joining that list i'm like man that sucks <laughs> i couldn't imagine that feeling yeah all right. Well, so that's that. That's been our racing uh, ten minutes. I guess I don't know. I don't know how long we've been talking about racing here, but yeah, yeah. that's that's good. Uh, yeah, NASCAR at Pocono still Pocono, a very uh, very contentious race uh, race course. I I believe right. That that's the one where they don't do Indy anymore, right? Correct. They don't do Indy anymore there. I think yeah. I think someone died. Yeah. There. Very dangerous record. track. Yeah, so. for for especially for open wheel cars. Mm-hmm. I, I, for stock cars, it, I think it makes sense. But there has been like some absolutely nasty crashes at that track. Um, I remember when I was younger watching it in Jeff Gordon. I forget if he was leading the race or whatever, but. He was going down that main front stretch at Pocono, which is super fucking long. And this was when NASCAR really didn't... Like, right now, they... It's a very contentious thing, I guess, with the sport. Like, at the mile-and-a-half tracks or a big track like Pocono, they limit the horsepower of the engine. Mm-hmm. So it's cut to, like, 550 horsepower, which is actually less than the Xfinity series that, you know, is is the step below the cup. It's fucking stupid to me but um you know but back a couple years ago they just kind of ran whatever whatever horsepower can get basically and so at that time you're going down that front stretch and you're 200 miles an hour if not over 200 going in that first corner and jeff gordon's brakes cut out and he literally just dive bombed it through the grass to try to to uh slow his car down as much as he possibly could and hit the wall. It was one of the nastiest fucking crashes I've ever seen. I was like, ooh. Ooh. So even like a stock car, like, um, if you get in a in a crash there, it could be, could be pretty nasty. It's a very fast track. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we should talk about video games on this video games podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tyler, I, I, I'll, I'll get to my stuff later. How about you, how about you start us off here? Yeah, I've played a couple things. Um, just to start off quick, I finished Ratchet Deadlocked. Um, 
So that, that that was fine. You know, I had to do a little bit of grinding to unlock the last uh, planet, and then basically finished that and went through a uh, in a arena with the final boss fight. It was it was neat. It was just, it was cool to revisit that game, but um, not too much else for me to add to it. Um, then I platinumed Rift Apart. Um, it's a very easy platinum. Uh, to get, like, I think just playing through the base game, I had 40 of the 47 trophies. Um, so you just get them pretty easily. Um, however, the trophies I had left were fucking annoying um, to get a couple of them. Um, there's these bears that you have to find that are like a collectible that uh, don't show up on your map. Basically, everything else shows up on your map and. I like some of it, like the raritanium that you need to upgrade your weapons, but then, like, gold bolts they put on your map, and you can literally just highlight it, and it'll highlight it, like, on your screen, and then you can go find it really easily, and I don't know, it kind of eliminates the fun of that, because that was, you know, thinking, you know, just playing um, the old Ratchet games, like, it was fun to go after the gold bolts or the titanium bolts, because you had no clue where they were. And it really forced you to explore a lot. Um, but these bears don't show up at all. And they're really fucking small. And so I had to go around and find them. Luckily, there's not a lot of them. Um, and then I had to kill these giant dinosaur enemies that you run into on, like, the second planet. They're called Grunthors. And I didn't know there's apparently a limited amount of them in the game. And you have to kill five of them. And I was like, I could have sworn I've killed five of them. And there's an arena challenge, too, uh, that you fight one of them, but that doesn't count. And apparently I must have just missed one. Because even as I was cleaning stuff up at the end, uh, I just ran out of dudes to kill. So I literally had to start a new game plus and just zip through to get to the second planet and killed one of them. And then it popped, which was nice, but just... Uh, took extra time and then the last one is there's a weapon called the void repulsor and once you upgrade it you get to the void reactor Uh, and basically uh, it's almost it's kind of like a shotgun almost but uh, it it, if you hold an l2 it pulls the shield up and you can catch enemies bullets and then return that fire back to them and you just have to kill 10 enemies with it and dude I probably did this one arena challenge at least 15 times to get this thing to pop. I had no clue really. And I, I like watched like three or four different YouTube videos and I'm like, I'm doing this same exact thing. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So I don't know if that trophy's a little glitched or not, but that took way too long to get. Um, so basically the out of the six trophies I had left, uh, three of them took way longer to get than they should have <laughs> but overall it was a it is an easy platinum and uh it was it was fun to get and yeah fun game um really really enjoyed it and then as i was getting into the new game plus i'm like do i want to do this again because i'm getting like you know if you do new game plus in a ratchet game like you can upgrade your weapons even more and there's even mm-hmm. cooler stuff for you to get and, like, I'm buying Omega weapons and all sorts of stuff. I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. And I'm, like, wrecking everything. And 
I don't know, man. Um, we'll see. But uh, hell of a game. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, then I ripped through um, Final Fantasy VII Remake's Intermission DLC. Inter- um, I think that's uh, called... Oh, man. Intergrade? I think right? it's Intergrade, but I think the DLC is called Intermission. Huh. Let me look it up. Seven remake. The wrong thing. Remake. Yeah. So the DLC is called Intermission. The actual Final Fantasy VII package and upgrade is called Intergrade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the... I must have missed something somewhere when they've announced uh, the Integrate upgrade to PS5. Um, so if you've bought Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4, you get this upgrade for free, um, which is awesome. Uh, you do the whole stupid fucking download the PS4 version, upload your save, then download the PS5 version, and download your save. Um, annoying as hell. Uh, and then... 45,000 trophies will pop as well, um, just because of how that works. So, did that. I thought the intermission was included in the uh, intergrade upgrade, but I guess uh, I missed that along the line, and when I think about it, it makes sense. So, you do have to buy this, and it's 20 bucks, um, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, it's two chapters, but the chapters are, like, really meaty in length. And I think it took me about four hours to get through total. Um, and so you're playing as Yuffie in this. And um, uh, you have, uh, what's his name, Sonon, I guess, with you uh, for the majority of it. And you can't control him like you can control um, the other members of your party in, in, the, in the base game. So you're really only playing Yuffie. But, man... Uh, this is probably going to sound like blasphemy, but I found her to be more fun to play as than Cloud in the base game. Um, she is so much fun to play, and mostly because she's just really fast. You can kind of jump all over the place, and then her um, kind of throwing star sort of weapon... Um, you can get multiple variants of like you can actually throw it and then control it at a range or you can beat the shit out of dudes uh, up close and it's really fast her actual like abilities are really cool Uh, you can like steal items from enemies Uh, and then they did a new thing that I hope that they carry into remake part 2 where you can literally synergize uh, your party basically so as your uh, ATB gauge is filling up for you to use your abilities if you synergize then you can do like this combined attack with your party and use your gauge and that character's gauge as well in your party and do like this super mega fucking attack and uh, that was really fun and really satisfying to do um and then the game just on PS5 just plays like a dream. Um, that game feels so, so fucking good in 60 frames. Um, so I can imagine someone that 
didn't play Final Fantasy VII Remake and then plays it on PS5, they will get an awesome experience. The game does look better, too. Um, as, you know, there was... There were some moments where I was like, wow, this looks really good. It's not like this massive upgrade from the PS4 version, because that version looked pretty good still. Um, but there, there were some really cool moments in this. Really cool boss fights. Um, especially the last one was really fucking cool. Uh, the story was neat. Uh, and I'm curious where where the story really goes. Like, I, I just, I love this world and these characters, and I'm very intrigued by it all. And I... I imagine Yuffie will play a much bigger part in, in part two. Um, and yeah, and also the last thing is that the music is just fucking wild in this DLC. Like, there's like heavy, uh, literally like heavy metal, like screaming fucking heavy metal at one point. Then another, this area I was exploring, like this weird jazz was playing. Um, and then there's the typical, like, you know, more symphony-driven, bombastic sort of Final Fantasy music. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the soundtrack just really stuck out to me. Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy VII Remake had an amazing soundtrack, but this one, I think just because it had a couple of these different things were... Um, it was, it was kind of cool. So, and there, there's a couple other things I didn't fuck around with, though. Like, the side missions still sucked. Um... There's one where you have to, like, collect turtle posters for this guy in a turtle costume. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this. <laughs> and, like, you don't have to do them. And then there's this one game, like, mini game in there that's, like, basically a strategy game. Like, a board game sort of thing. You you might dig it if you play this, but I I just didn't really want to spend the time with it. Um, but you can, like, challenge different characters in the world to, like do this, like, strategy game match. Basically, you know, it's a, it's a neat thing. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I, I... I still haven't finished the Final Fantasy VII Remake, so uh, maybe I do that on my PS5. I would, I would recommend on the PS5. Just, just playing this short DLC and how good it felt at 60 frames was just awesome. And that's a game where... That combat, you know, felt pretty good on PS4, but, you know, having it at 60 frames now is just, it's awesome. So. Um, And then the last thing I've done is I've played more Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I am in, in in a ways uh, of chapter 10. Um, So, getting there in... Some shit has happened. Um, there's mm-hmm. a... I, I, you know, the game's still fairly new, so I don't really want to spoil anything by naming names, but there's a character that is close to you that you learn a lot of stuff about um, in some really interesting twists and turns, and this, I mean, one of the chapters is literally called a spider, spider's web, but it's literally like this spider's web of just crazy shit that just it happens, basically. Uh, and different characters that you're finding out different things about, and I don't know, it's really interesting, and I'm very excited to see where it goes. Um, 
still still really enjoying that game uh, for the most part and have gotten like way better uh, weapons uh, and, and gear now which has you know made things feel a lot better in combat have some cooler abilities um, kind of uh, today I was just this morning um, just exploring the uh, dungeon that you can go back to and kind of grind stuff out just to get some stuff there and yeah really really enjoying it did some more side stuff um there you know i guess it's it clicked i felt like a dumbass but it clicked with me i guess all the little like uh word blurb sort of icons with the three dots on the map are all the sub stories mm-hmm. that you can do and it didn't hit me until i was this far into the game i'm like oh because I thought they just kind of like happened as you were just walking around, and I'm like, no, they're like, they're marked out on a map, at least a decent number of them. So I've been doing a, doing some of them and um, enjoying that. That you know, it's kind of been my only really complaint. It's just sometimes I feel like some of these cutscenes, dude, are so fucking long. Like one of them in chapter seven or eight, I forget. I, I it had to have lasted at least twenty minutes. Like, it felt so long. And it was interesting, don't get me wrong, but it was so long. I'm like, holy fuck, this is one of the longest cutscenes I've ever <laughs> seen in a video game that I've played. Um, I I guess that's uh, kind of what this series is, though. But but still, I'm enjoying it and going to keep trucking along with it. Awesome. I, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you... You are enjoying a Yakuza game, <laughs> yeah. After after probably like at least at least a year, maybe even two years of me asking you to play a Yakuza game, you're finally <laughs> doing it. I am, yeah. And I'm 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 in all the way at this point. Now that I've finished uh, Ratchet Rift Apart, I'm I'm just kind of going full steam ahead with this game. Yeah, and you so. know, once once you finish that and you get your Xbox, and you'll be able to play all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> are they are they shorter than this one? <laughs> oh God, man, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I haven't really checked an hour count on any of the other ones, but yeah, yeah, they're all they're all fairly uh, beefy games. Yeah, it's cool. One thing too that I really like, and it's you know this is my first Yakuza game, so this is probably clicked with many other people. That played the franchise, but I just love the world of this game, especially in that it just feels kind of small and it's really detailed. It's really alive, and you start to kind of, kind of almost memorize where certain things are and how to get from one place to the next. You know, even if you're not taking a taxi oh, or something like boy. that. Oh boy, let let let, let me tell know. you. If you played all the Yakuza games, you become very familiar with Kamarocho. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You know, but but I, I just like that kind of small feeling, that kind of contained nature of of this world, and I, I just think it's really cool. It's kind of like I've said a t- bunch of times, like with this next generation. I don't want worlds to get bigger. I want them to get smaller or stay the size they are but just be brought to life more and i feel like yakuza like a dragon does a pretty good job of that you know it's not overwhelming just just explore 
and then yeah. see stuff. It's it's cool. I like it. Cool, cool, cool. Is 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 there anything else you got? Nope, you that's got it. Going? That's it. Well, Tyler, uh, I other than being on my shit in Final Fantasy fourteen. There's only other one other game that I've been playing a lot this week, uh, and by this week I mean starting Friday, uh, because Mario Golf came out on Friday, and I've just been playing a lot of golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Is it it's good? a good golf. I mean, it's a good you... golf game. I, okay. I am enjoying myself. Uh, I just like I have a tendency to like golf games. Uh, I mean, I feel like we. We both share a love of GTA golf. <laughs> yeah. Um, just golf games in general are, are, are fun. I, I've i been doing that because on, on the Switch because uh, instead of playing video games a lot this this week, I've been watching a lot of sports. Uh, the NBA playoffs are really heating up. Yep. I've uh, been watching some of the uh, Euros, uh, the, the European Championships, uh uh, they they just got into their elimination stages uh, for soccer, um, and then I, I the racing of course I'm watching, and then and then there's a uh, Australian rules football. If I ever find myself awake at like one a.m., <laughs> uh, I, I watch some Australian rules football, and you know what? That's a good sport to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been watching some sports and playing golf on the Switch, so. That that that's been pretty much my week. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, the Mario Golf seems like it would be very fun to play with other people. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there. That's the thing. There are multiple uh, ways to play golf in that game. Um, there there are different versions of golf. There's like speed golf. There's this thing called cross country golf, where cool. like. You start at one hole and like you have an objective. You're just on the golf course and you have all the holes that you're supposed to be aiming for, and there are a bunch of hazards on the course. And you don't have to go. You have to. You can choose which order you go in, go after all these holes. Like you, you sink sink a hole and then you tee off like right around that hole and set your target to whatever hole you want to go towards next on the course. Um, so yeah, that that's a very fun way to play. Uh, currently doing some speed golf where you have to make some quick decisions and and uh yeah it's 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 good stuff it's that one where you actually like once you hit your ball you have to like run to it and find it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) seems goofy yeah uh i i i really like it i i generally like the um the nintendo sports games they put out because they they always have like in general, I I like sports games, but also I like when Nintendo does weird things to sports. And uh, yeah, this is another case of that. I I like weird Nintendo sports. Right on. Um, but yeah, that's that's the video games I've been playing this week. I swear to God, I might finish Resident Evil sometime, but you know, <laughs> there are other things I like to do. <laughs> um. And it's not because I'm afraid of 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 uh, Resident Evil. I'm not afraid. I. Hmm. It's okay. You might be if you if you get to the part that I'm thinking of. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's real good. All right. 
Well, uh, now that we have checked in with our games, it's time to check the news. Uh, and there's news that happened today. We need to say rest in peace to, uh, to River, the dog that was the inspiration for Fallout 4's dog meat. Uh, River has passed away. But her legacy lives on. Um, yeah, the model for dog meat. I, I always liked dog meat. Dog meat is a good companion in Fallout. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. They did a really, looking at these pictures, they did a really good job of recreating this dog. Mm-hmm. Damn. Nearly spot yeah. on. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's cool. R.I.P. River. Yeah. Always always sucks when you lose lose a pet. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, and that one obviously meant a lot to... Uh, Bethesda Game Studios over there, so... Yeah. Right. Ah, alright. Konami is making video games again. They did not show video games at, uh, at E3. Um, but they have announced a new video game called Crime Sight. And Tyler, I'm going to say two words that mean absolutely nothing to you. Anime Among Us. I guess that's three words. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 Anime Among Us. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look like that. For sure. I mean, sure. <laughs> if that's your thing. Um, why not? Yeah. But... It, like... Konami was supposed to be at E3... Yeah. And then they backed out. Was this the only thing they were going to have? I guess so. (laughs) Because if so, that would have been really fucking hilarious. (laughs) And I sort of wish they stayed at E3. It would have been fitting for for that show. I mean, if they did a show, they would have done this and then, like, their hundred pachinko games they're putting out this year. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, they would have put out like some mobile pachinko games. That's that's what they would have done. Yeah. So, so are uh, you gonna you gonna play this? I don't know. I don't. Hmm. The last thing Konami put out, I think, in recent memory, is uh, Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, that doesn't. I'm not sure. I'm confident. I want to play a Konami game right now. But it's anime. But it's not fishing. If they did an anime fishing game, I would have mm. I would have gone in for this. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Konami, just give me what I want, and I'll give you a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Most notably, Konami not putting out a Silent Hill game, and then a bunch of gamers decide to pile on this uh, this abandoned game, which is not. <laughs> is not a secret Silent Hill game, despite a lot of people trying to convince themselves it was, uh, to the point where Jason Schreier did an interview that maybe probably shouldn't have published because it just sent more hate towards the studio. Um, but yeah, Blue Box Studio is making Abandoned. Uh, the game is now delayed. Uh, they aren't showing a trailer uh, yet. Um 
But yeah, it's just a case of Kojima fandom just really being bad. <laughs> because this is never how they're going to uh, announce a Silent Hill game. Is ma- Yeah, it's... It's really, it's really unfortunate that uh, this got any steam. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is unfortunate um, that this game's kind of being piled on in the studio. However, if you followed any of these conspiracies, it it is pretty insane how many like things just seemed to line up. Um, I'm not believing that this is a some fucking Kojima game, but it was. It is weird. A lot of a lot of these conspiracy theories. I don't want to get too deep into them here, but check about if you're curious. Because uh, I mean, we we know there, Kojima is Kojima is doing a horror game. He's Kojima has come out. Yes, and Kojima Studios has said they're they're making a horror game, but like <laughs> to think that. This is the way, like, they would, they would go to, they would just, like, create, like, this other studio to create, like, create a a game that they've titled Abandoned, like, that that they've, and put out stuff like this. I, I just don't get that this is not the strategy that any game studio employs. No. Is to, is to... Well... Kojima's done this before, though, and I think that's the reason why this kind of blew up. Like, Kojima did this exact thing when they revealed Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Like, he had this fake company, and then they did this, like, fake trailer and all this stuff. Like, he's done this before, but, you know, to do it again, I, it just doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I mean, everybody's kind of been piling on this this game, this studio. And, you know, I, I just feel like, and it's unfortunate, too. Like, don't, don't be fucking assholes and send a bunch of bullshit their way because they really haven't done anything wrong. Uh, it's just the internet going crazy over, over conspiracy theories. Um but you know so like they're getting a bunch of shit now which really sucks but then also when they reveal this game fully and it's not in a Kojima game they're going to get even more shit probably and it's just they're unfortunately in this no win situation and I I do feel bad for them yeah I mean it's Kojima fandom has come to a point where you cannot like as a game developer you can't do anything Kojima inspired anymore or people or you're going to get fucking shit on it, it it really sucks like because Kojima make, made some really like he's he's made some really cool games and you can understand why some developers would draw inspiration from him but like to see this kind of reaction I you just can't do it anymore like it it sucks because you'd like to see what people who are inspired by Kojima could make but if it's going to result in this kind of conspiracy bullshit like it it might just not be worth it anymore. Yeah. Right. So this game was supposed to be revealed with an app. Um, like, I think it was just a few days ago it was supposed to happen. Um, it, but mm-hmm. then the app isn't ready, so they delayed the full reveal of it. And I, I even think, like, this rollout isn't even really good 
to announce this game. It's just, I don't know. This game's just caught up in a whirlwind of shit, and it it sucks for it. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, this this even this rollout's not even good. Like of their own doing, you know what I mean? Not having this app ready and stuff. I don't know. Things happen. I, I get that in yeah. game development, but and I, I think damn. in general, general this this um. This idea that, uh, like, I, I see comments about it, like, that th- this game screams Kojima, but like, why, why are you crediting so- someone for, for, like, like that? Like, it's, it seems like, again, like, you can't take inspiration from anyone anymore, especially someone as popular as Kojima. Like, it, it, it sucks. It really just sucks. Like, you, you people want to jump to the conclusion that. Oh, only Kojima could do something like this. Like, it, no, fuck off. Like, Kojima, yes, made some great games, has done some really wild marketing stuff, but it can't, like, just because some something else, like, might seem similar to that doesn't mean it has to be him. There are other people in the world who are capable of doing cool things. Right. Um... Yeah, so. yeah, the, the, the constant rumors and speculation around... Anything Kojima does is makes me roll my eyes all the time. Mm-hmm. There's just constant rumors around what this dude's doing. It's like I get it. He's a he's a big figure in video games. He's done inspirational stuff in some of the best games ever. But like, dude, if the dude farts, it's a fucking conspiracy theory. Like, oh, he farted. Is he working with Microsoft? Because Phil's farts smell the same fucking way. Like, hey, it's just dumb. It's really dumb a lot of that stuff to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I hope this game does well. I hope it's... I hope, like... I hope it's a good game. I hope they put out a good horror game. Because, yeah. like... A good like Silent Hill inspired horror game is something I'd be interested in. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. All right. Speaking of rumors and speculation, uh, people really think they know what EA is going to reveal in July. Uh, they are, according to Jeff Grubb, uh, they're working. EA Motive is working on an established IP, and. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think this might be Dead Space. At least from what from what I hear. Yeah, and Grub, I guess, started or people started asking him more specific things, and he says we're going to see it. Dot dot dot. If we're not dead first. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of leads into that potential speculation there. Yeah, I think you know. Revealing dead, re or reviving Dead Space is a cool thing, and I've never played those games, but they've always interested me. And I think you see even how great the Resident Evil franchise has done over the past number of games. There, I mean, they've all sold well; they've been critically acclaimed. You know, there's a place for a bigger budget horror game like that. And but but does that fit what EA wants? Because they're just this massive fucking corporation, you know. They they're gonna want this to sell ten million copies, but will I don't know. 
Um, but I think there's a there's a place for it. It's a franchise that a lot of players love, and it, it would be really cool if it comes back. But I am prepared to be fully disappointed only because it's EA, or they're going to probably have some EA like fucking reveal that they have all the time like when they revealed skate last year um like when they revealed that weird ass criterion game that got canceled a couple v3s ago or some of their star wars projects of like here's a developer saying we're making this or here's some behind the scenes footage of just this that we're doing and there's nothing really here but it's happening guys like i can see that happening Uh, all right. I, I mean, the the only other, you know, it doesn't play into what Jeff Grubb was t- uh, teasing, but, you know, it'd be awesome if Burnout came back. It would be. I mean... It'd be so nice, but I doubt it. <laughs> no. They wouldn't... They wouldn't buy all these racing game studios. I... I, I don't I don't think EA is smart enough to see, hey, we have racing game studios. Hey, people want Burnout. They, they aren't going to put someone on Burnout. They're just going to keep them doing the racing game things. Right. Uh, right. I just... Hmm. Yeah, I I don't think Burnout's ever coming back. I, I've given up yeah, hope. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't either. It's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler. I've, I'm scratching my head a little bit because Pax Pax West is is, is coming back. Uh, it's, it's happening in September. Um, it's going to be an in-person event. Okay, but but here here's the thing: they 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 aren't requiring vaccinations to attend in person. Um, despite the fact that vaccines are free and widely available here in America. They are not requiring it to attend their in-person event. <laughs> I... Mm. There are safety precautions, but holy shit, Tyler. I am, uh... I'm not convinced I'd want to go to PAX West even if I... even if it were something that I... I, I that was more realistic for me to be able to do. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's a lot of people and even if the majority of them are vaccinated it you know uh it's kind of hard to explain how many people attend a pax without actually like being there mm-hmm. like it is fucking insane how many people are shoved in these convention centers um and that's something that i don't want to really want to be around uh <laughs> for a little bit yet like damn uh, and yeah I, I guess did they not say I, I would yeah I don't think they said if they would do if they're doing like a reduced sort of capacity but still having it in person but it does they don't really say and I, I highly doubt that they'll do that if there's money to be made yeah yeah I don't hmm. I don't know it's uh this and, and I wonder, like, how many people are going to want to, like, open, have a booth at PAX West, like, knowing this. Like, who is going to put their employees at risk <laughs> to, mm-hmm. go, to to do, do a showing here? 
Yeah. Right. And that's the that's the thing about these conventions, like man, like the all the germ swapping. Mm. I mean that that's why the thi- the term Pax Plague is like a serious thing. Like there's just germ swapping all over the place because there's you know, you go touch this controller, then you shove some fucking food in your mouth and you're talking to people two inches from their face and you're sharing a VR headset and you're mm rubbing all over each other it's like <laughs> when you really think about it it's a it's a pretty gross thing yeah i mean it's it's a thing where you're like uh well i know they can get this many people in a pax but should they yeah <laughs> should they maybe like and i know it sucks that like not everyone who wants to go could be able to go i mean that's still the case now but maybe reduce capacity just in general because it is not a great experience when it is so packed. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. I, I, it would be a much better experience if during normal times they only allowed 75 to 80% of the people that they normally would get in. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have space to breathe. There's The lines wouldn't be as long. And I, I know... That won't happen because money, but man, it would be a, a much better experience for everybody involved if they if they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'll be interesting to see how how something like this plays out. Being its first thing, because I mean, you see like sporting events all the time now are pretty much they're packed again. People are back to that. Concerts are happening again. Um, but I'm curious how a video game convention plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure when the next time I'm going to a video game convention is. I heard rumors that uh, place Sony's trying to bring back the PlayStation experience sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... And it, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to actually add something to our um, uh, news doc. A rumor has come up. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Unless I, I mean, good. I think I think maybe the next convention I go to might be a PAX Unplugged, just because that's close. <laughs> yeah, aren't they usually in like? Isn't there one Philly? They're in Phil. Yeah, they're in Philly when they do PAX Unplugged. Yeah, yeah. So I, I might I might hop on over there when whenever they do that one again. Right. Um, I like tabletop games enough. That I think I'd I'd have fun with that. Uh, All right. What do we have next here? What do I want to talk about next? Um, What do we have? We have... I guess we have... Hmm. I guess the other thing before I guess we get to... um, Announcements and shit? Or... Well, I threw what in... What is all this? What is all this that we have in here? I didn't put all this in here. <laughs> yeah, there's just a couple couple things here. I do know about this Marvel's Avengers bug, though. Yeah, let's, we can I hit s- that quick. <laughs> so, <fuck>. <laughs> your favorite game uh, of last year, Marvel's Avengers. Oh, yeah. Not, not really. Uh, <laughs> they doxed streamers. <laughs> yeah, not, not good. Uh, so, there was a... There was an update that um, that revealed players' IP addresses on the screen. Like, they just displayed IP. Why would you ever display an IP address on screen 
I don't know, but uh, <laughs> they did that. Uh, there, there's since been a fix for this, but yeah, that was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, very bad, very, very, very bad. Because especially if, um, yeah, if you're streaming this game and stuff, and you have a lot of people watching you, man, some bad shit can happen with that stuff. And um, yeah, I don't know how the fuck this happened. This seems kind of random, but throw mm-hmm. it on the the pile of shit that uh has happened with Avengers. Yeah. Ah. But glad they fixed it, but damn, not not good when you're revealing stuff like that. No. Uh ooh. speaking of, well, you know what? You know what looks good, Tyler? What? It's Forspoken. Yes. Uh you put this in here, they're using some weird tech speak here. They're using some new AMD uh, tech to, to make this game look really good. I just want to say this game looks really good. It's Yes. It is probably like... If this is how the video game looks, this is up there with like some of the best-looking video game graphics I've seen. Yeah. It's... It's up there from the little bit that we've seen, and yeah, they're they're aiming to have some of the best best visuals ever in an open world game. And you know, if they can make this game look anything like the trailers we've seen, you know, they can maybe pull that off. Mm-hmm. Um, this new AMD Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology is what they're trying to use. Um, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But uh, according to this article, it's a new system that helps provide performance boost to video games. It works through super sampling, a system by which lower resolution image is upscaled to a larger resolution, meaning that the hardware only needs to render a smaller image. And so I guess they can push the visuals and still get 60, 60 mm. frames out of the game by using something like this. Just cool, and so like, yeah. This is this is cool, and I hope they can pull this off. But this, just this small little thing, is kind of exciting because it, it at least to me makes makes my mind kind of wander of like what other things could happen with video games with this new hardware once um, these teams are finally able to move onto it fully. You know, to 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 use a lot more technologies like this, and to get the game to run great, like there's just there's so much that could hopefully happen. It's really really exciting. Yeah, uh, I just yeah, it's it's. I think it's going to take a while for that to catch up, though. Yeah, these things usually do. We'll see games that look like that towards the end of the PlayStation Five generation. Yeah. And then they'll launch a PlayStation 6 and you won't be able to find one. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Alright. I mean, to be honest, I don't need games to look that good, but, like, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. Alrighty. Um, let's see. What do we want to talk about next? I mean, I guess I guess we have a release date uh, in the Aliens fran- franchise, Tyler. I know how much you love the Aliens franchise, so <laughs> I could see why 
You might be excited for this. Uh, it's coming soon, August 24th. Aliens Fire Team Elite. It's a co-op shooter. Uh, it'll be on everything. Uh, except Switch, I guess. Uh, that's the thing I'm seeing here. Damn. Uh, but it's a three-player uh, PvE alien shooter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... It's, I don't... <coughs> it is following this, this trend that, that has resurfaced of the Left 4 Dead-like. <laughs> yeah. And I like games like that. So I do like the Aliens franchise. Not all of it is good. Um, but when it is good, it's it's a really cool world and interesting thing. So there's possibilities here that this could be cool. But I'm, I'm definitely waiting for reviews on this one. Mm. But who knows? We'll see. I, I mean... As long as it's better than Colonial Marines, yeah. which isn't hard I mean, to do. That that tends to be the punching bag for the Aliens franchise. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see. I mean, we've got we got some stuff, but none of this is concrete. Uh, so there was a mistranslation of an interview. Um, Tekken Cross Street Fighter isn't dead per se, but they've stopped development on it. Um, and uh, Harada hopes they can eventually come back to it. But uh, yeah, it's there was a mistranslation that suggested that they scrapped it, uh, but they didn't scrap it. They just put it on the shelf. Yeah. So back, you know, a decade ago or so, there was a Street Fighter cross Tekken, and then Tekken cross Street Fighter. And the Street Fighter cross Tekken happened. Um, in 2012, but then the Tekken Cross Street Fighter never happened. Um, and so, yeah, the, basically the the project was about 30% complete and is was basically put on hold, but they're not really working on it. Mm. Um, so maybe one day it'll come back, but I, I highly doubt it if it's been that long. But, you know, I, I'm not a big fighting game fan but I think a crossover like this is really cool and it's cool that they did the Street Fighter cross Tekken it'd be cool if they could get this one out someday but yeah yeah who knows because because just because both of these franchises have such a big um, legacy in this genre that it's that's it's really cool to see something like this crossover mm-hmm yeah all righty uh guess guess we've got some other things here. I mean, I'll just go with the one that you put in late, latest. Uh, there's a rumor of an expansion for Ghost of Tsushima uh, called Ghost of Ishikim- Ikishima. Uh, and yeah, th- there are these, there are these uh, supposed leaks of a DLC. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I like Ghost of Tsushima just fine enough. I'm not sure how much more I need of that. Yeah, so this this rumor kind of came from, like, Reddit and all this other stuff, and someone just kind of tweeted it out. So really kind of take this stuff with a grain of salt. Um, but Sony has done a number of these things, you mm-hmm. know, with Uncharted and Spider-Man. So, 
I could see them doing something like this, and Ikishima is a real island, um, a small sort of island, and and apparently this is aiming to launch in 2021, too. Um, so, who knows? Um, but I could be down for more of this. I really yeah. I liked Ghost of Tsushima. Thought it did some cool stuff um, in a smaller tighter adventure why not because that that is the one thing about ghost of tsushima that you know kind of like any other open world game but there there was some bloat there um yes and you know i think that's one thing that makes miles morales so good is that they ripped out a lot of that open world bloat and it's just this really tight experience um so having that in in a in another game sure um, there's also rumors that the game is that Ghost of Tsushima proper is coming to PC as mm. well because um, they removed the only on PlayStation uh, off the box art, um, which was I guess pointed out that Sony also did that for Horizon and Days Gone, which are both on PC. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, it it, it makes sense. Um, but so yeah, I could see Ghost of Tsushima on PC. Um, is a little, you know, it just makes me wonder if there's any some timeline. Maybe that's not the best way to put it, but like Ghost of Tsushima hasn't been out for a year yet. Days mm-hmm. Gone has been out for I forget over two years I think. Horizon launched in 2017, so it's been out for a while. And, so I, I just wonder, like, does Sony have any sort of, like, you know, we're launching this on our console, but then at least a year later we, we're going to put it on a PC or anything like that. So hmm. who knows? But then there was also the rumors that Uncharted 4 was coming to PC. I think eventually a lot of these games will be on PC, but who knows what's next. But, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima rumors. Yeah. Also, rumors of Sony having a state of play in early July. July 8th is what I saw. Now, I don't read a lot into that, only because it's the fucking internet. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you go look up Nintendo Direct, like, right now, you'll probably find someone being like, I heard a rumor that there's another Direct coming on you know, August 12th, and it's, like, this shit happens all the time. So I'm not Mm. reading too much into that, but it'd be cool if it happened, though. Yeah. I mean, nice of, well, potentially nice of Sony to wait until I get my PlayStation 5 to do their big, uh, what would have been E3 for them. Yeah. So, uh... (laughs) Waiting just for you. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Sony. Uh, even though it was a son of a bitch to actually get your console. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not saying I'm getting your console yet. I, I will believe it when it is in my in my apartment. <laughs> uh, yeah, taking up all the space in your apartment. Yeah, I'm, I'm so probably gonna big. <laughs> probably gonna have to put my PS4 in the closet uh, uh, to make space for it. But I do have space for it. So yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that, Tyler. The last story we have here. I mean, it's not much of a story, but Warner Brothers Montreal, they're, they're currently 
Their next game they're going to put out is Gotham Knights, and we've seen a little bit of that. Do we have a release date for Gotham Knights? No, they just pushed it to next year, and that's pretty much all they said. Right. But, I mean, this is one of those total non-stories, because of course they are. Uh, Warner Brothers Montreal is starting work on their next game before they've launched Gotham Knights, but... Yeah, I guess the news here is it's a it's a it's a new IP. Uh, room, I guess. Um, I mean, they're hiring for for people to to work on a new IP, but th- this game is very very much far like far away. It's in pre-production. They are coming up with the ideas at this point. They have not made anything for this game. I I would imagine. Um, yeah. But yeah, they the game after Gotham Knights is apparently a new IP. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, they're maybe hiring for their next project as they're kind of wrapping the, this big one up here. And, you know, in early stages, I just think it's uh, interesting that they would do a new IP um, being owned by Warner Brothers, um, you mm-hmm. know, just typically they've they've really only done like superhero stuff and TC stuff so it'd be cool if they did a new IP um but we'll see to like yes this is in super duper early stages who the fuck knows when we would ever see this but it has been so long since this studio has even put out a game mm-hmm. that by the time Gotham Knights comes out, it will have been, fuck, I want to say nine years since they put out a game. Because I think what? Arkham Origins came out in 2013, and that was the last thing they put out. So, it, you know, I just, you know, get Gotham Knights out, and then hopefully it's not fucking nearly a decade until they get their next game out. But, wow. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> huh. That is that certainly is a long time to be working on a video game. Yes. Uh, I imagine they had canceled projects and yeah. stuff for for them to not get a game out that long. Like, and who knows, maybe damn. this new IP will be a canceled project. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, it very much could be. Very much. Uh, could it, be. it is very much like in the early stages where uh they don't even know what they're making yet. <laughs> yeah. And then, two, who knows? I, I'm just kind of throwing speculation out on this one. But, like, there's so much, like, kind of constantly moving around with Warner Brothers right now, with them being sold by AT&T, um, merging with uh, Discovery, all that sort of stuff. Like, AT&T and Warner just sold a mobile game studio to EA recently. You know, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with any of these studios, too? That could oh, so so, so what you're telling me? Sim- what you're hmm, what you're telling me here is uh, the next Warner Brothers Montreal game is going to be a MythBusters dating sim. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just drawing on that Discovery <laughs> Channel. <laughs> yes. Uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, 
I like I liked MythBusters as a as a very young teenager. That was that was totally my shit. I liked MythBusters yeah. a lot. I I didn't watch a ton of it, but every time I watched it, I'm like this is fucking cool. I loved it, it when they just destroyed shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. All right. Well, I that's all the news we have this week. Uh, that I think that's going to do it for our show. Uh, you have things to do. I have things I'd like to watch. So <laughs> let, let's let's get this over with. Uh, not to say I I don't want to podcast more, but we'll, we'll we'll get back to it next week. And until next week. Uh, if you have any questions for us that you'd like us to answer, you can do that a couple of ways. One way is via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at PluggedOnVids. Give us ratings, reviews, and share us with your friends. That's the best way you can help us. And until next time... Be good to each other, play your video games, and... Ride or die.